about to listen to the words and teachings of Pastor Shola Oshimakide of the household of David. Be blessed. As you said this morning, let's read something from Genesis chapter 11. Genesis 11 and um, <laughs> hallelujah. I want to start from verse 4. Genesis 11, 4. The Bible says, and they said, so they said, go to this King James Version. Let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach heaven and let us make a name less of be scattered upon the face of the earth. And the Lord came down. Mm. You can underline that in your Bible. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men builded. It's amazing. God coming down to see something done by men. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one. They have all one language. And this is the beginning of what they will do. Now, nothing. Can you underline that word also? If your Bible is yours. <laughs> and if you are using a tab, I don't know what to do. <laughs> nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. Can I hear amen? amen. Hallelujah. Uh, this is self-explanatory, right? I want to read down that scripture again. Then we come back to this. Matthew chapter 12, verse 24 and 25. So those two verses, 24 and 25. Matthew chapter 12. But when the Pharisees heard it, they said, This fellow doth cast out devils by Bezebub, the prince of devils. Then the next verse, Jesus answered. He knew their thoughts. They were thinking in their hearts. So he perceived what they were thinking. And Jesus said, Every kingdom, and this is where I'm going, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. And every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. Mm. Hallelujah. Towards the end, I will ask them to play the video. We are having a marriage seminar on July 1st. But I want to begin, so maybe in the next two, three weeks, I want to talk about what I have called the Christian community. Hallelujah. There is nothing that the devil fears more than the unity of brethren. And if it is a marriage, there is nothing that puts him on the run more than the unity between a man and his wife or when a family prays together as a family. The anointing on that family does not double. It multiplies by at least times 10 or 100. Unity scares the devil. And he hates it passionately. Hallelujah. So Jesus said, and where we read in Genesis, because it will be our text. And if you read further, at the end of the day, let's read. Let's go back to Genesis 11. So God came down and he said, God said something. They were building because they did not want to be scattered. That's, what, that's the reason they gave in verse 4. They were building so that they would not be scattered. But they did not understand that not scattering is not about building. It's about avoiding division. Hallelujah. Oh, 
Mm. Okay. <laughs> then God said, let us go down. Can you imagine God? And there confound their language that they may not understand one another's speech. The next verse. So the Lord scattered them abroad from there and support the face of the earth. And what's the last thing? <laughs> Did the building intimidate God? I came down to look at it. No. But God had special respect for what they were about to achieve. By one voice. So God came down to see and he told the angels that this kind of project, you don't stop it. But there is a way if you don't want them to continue. They are doing this, something that should have been considered impossible, trying to build into heaven, and God never considered it impossible. He said, but this is not my plan for them. So how to get them to stop, you can't press down the building. It shows that where there is a force of unity, not even God goes against it. Is it understood? Are you with me? He said... <laughs> This is the statement coming from the Almighty Himself. That the people is one. And this is what they are beginning to do. And then he added the next thing. There is nothing that they will try to do that they will not be able to do. Can you imagine the one that is called the Almighty using this term or terminology for, a, for mortal men. Almighty God saying about mortal men. He was telling the angels in heaven, these guys down there, there is nothing that they will plan to achieve that they will not achieve. We have to go down and do something about what they are doing. Hallelujah. He said because they have attained to what you call the unity of brethren. It's a powerful thing. And that's why I'm addressing the church this morning. So we are looking at the Christian community and I want to talk to us. Why are we together? Bible says two are better than one, right? And that a threefold cord is not easily broken. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So God came down. And when he did what he wanted to do, he just introduced, I mean, he just carried their language. And the next thing, they left the building. He did not attack the building directly. They left the building. Once their language was divided, they left the building. What is the meaning of this? Hallelujah. Let's start this way. Acts chapter 4. I want to show you why when these guys prayed, they prayed the place shook. Normally, that's why I'm introducing this to the church. Ideally, if we pray together as a group about anything, Jesus said, if any two or three of you shall agree as touching anything, whatever the agreement will be done, and then Jesus said that whatever you bind, and we're going to read that in Matthew 18 now, what is before the ability to bind. And the moment as a church, the moment as a group of Christians, like five Christians, ten Christians, when you pray about anything and it is not done, somebody, somebody, there is a traitor in our midst. A traitor not as a bad person that wants to, you know, no, but somebody is not in tune with the rest of the people and that is and once that happens the power cannot really really move as it should one of the most common words in Acts chapter 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 between those seven chapters in the bible or between the four six chapters of acts of apostles acts, acts 1 2 3 4 5 6 you are going to see the word one accord only god knows how many times it is the reason for their power 
you will check the book of Acts of Apostles, you will not see any pattern prescribed as to fasting. I was saying, reading can I take his life? Now, listen to me. I'm not against, we fast a lot here, but I'm saying, can I take his life? Jesus said to him that, I prefer you lead a fasted life than you fasting. It shocked him to his bone. When he started obeying, Jesus said, just play that little on what you eat and everything. Not all this going on through He started doing that. He had more anointing than when he was separated to go to the mountain to pray. It's amazing what religion can get us to. Now, fasting is valid. It's taught by the Bible. But I'm just saying, that is why you will never find a scripture in the Bible, in New Testament, from Matthew, apart from Jesus who did 40 and 49, all the epistles, you will never find a place where there is a pattern prescribed for fasting. You will read and they fasted. But when we are never told anywhere, whether it's money to cease like this. So where did we get money to cease from? There is nothing like that in the New Testament that money to save. Bible just put that they fasted. Acts chapter 13. They called Barnabas and Paul. They prayed for them and they fasted and released them. That's what the Bible said. They fasted. That's all you see. And there's no apostle that told anybody to fast. And we say fasting. No, fasting is very valuable. We go to that. I'm just saying... That's what is in the Bible. Are you following me? Amen. Because the church will soon fast. So don't say that. Hey, you see, we are. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you following me? But I'm just saying, it is important. There are things we don't pay attention to. And whatever Jesus pays attention to through the Bible is what you should pay attention to also through the Bible. Do not attach the move of the Spirit or the move of the power of God to what you imagine it should be. Only attach it to what the Bible attaches it to. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. Acts chapter 4. Let's read something from there. I'm going to start from let's start from verse 20. Where were they threatened and then <laughs> something happened? I will also read. Any out, let's start from verse 29 or 20. Any house divided against itself. I'm going to show you this first service, what unity can achieve. And why the power of God or the Spirit of God, uh, I, I don't want to use what I really go find it difficult, but permit me to use that for lack of words, uh, uh, to move in the midst of Christians. It is because where two or three are gathered, they are never together. And I want everybody to listen to me very well, because before Jesus returns, a church will read that level. And I believe we are the church. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Okay, let's start from... Uh, okay, let, okay, it's okay here. When they had prayed, this, this kind of thing, they bother me. Uh, they were threatened and they gathered together. It was not a three-day fasting. They just came together and said, Hey, guys, the uh, is just they just threatened us now. And they prayed. Maybe for 30 minutes. And there was earthquake. There are churches all over the world. They pray for days and they can't move a stone. What is the problem? The place was shaking where they were assembled and they were all. I have never seen a service where everybody... You see, the church was battered this way. But we have moved away from it. And I'm going to give... And you see, that's why I'm saying to those of that are here and I'm saying to those who are watching me, if you don't trust the leadership of the church, leave the church. Than to stay back and be complaining. It will kill you. Hallelujah. Amen. There are too many, there are too many side talks in the house of God. 
And some people don't know. That's how Paul gave that, uh, uh, that, that admonition in, uh, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 15. He said, warn those who are unruly. Because certain of us are unruly and they don't know. Some don't know that the kingdom of God does not permit side talks. And let me say this right away. Those who sin with you will sin against you. If somebody comes to your house and begins talking about other church members, they, just like you are the next person they will talk about. Some don't have this knowledge in them. Maybe we look at one of the reasons why people do sometimes it is inferiority complex. You feel that when you tell people secrets about us, you draw them close to yourself. You are killing yourself. Hallelujah. It grieves the Spirit of God when we greet each other smiling. And as soon as she goes, we start. And somebody comes to my house and I'm like, you see that Pastor David, and then you are talking. And some of you don't know. Some people don't know. Some people don't know that there are angels positioned in your house and they are recording everything you are saying. Don't you know that there is a divine presence in your house? Hallelujah. You see, it's in this, let's read further, because we, we, we that at chapter 4, they play, they play, they play shook. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. Everybody that was at the prayer meeting. I'm looking for the prayer meeting where we all come to and everybody is touched by the hand of God. That means nobody goes on with the situation in his life. Is God powerful enough to do this? Yes. We are disconnected from some. We see. That's why the, I, I, the Spirit of God through Isaiah started addressing this. That you fast and pray. To what end? He said you fast, you still gossip and fight yourself. He said that kind of fasting is not acceptable to God. When people get born again, the first thing we should teach them is how to be selfless. And we get that in a while. Are you with me? The Bible said the multitude of them, this is the reason for the power in their prayer. When the Bible shows you a powerful move, it also shows you the reason for the move. The Bible says, and the multitude of them that believe were of one heart and one soul. The moment you cannot say this about any church, they cannot experience that power. The people that believe, multitude, can you imagine? It's not about number. These people in the church Jerusalem grew to about 120,000 membership church. And the Bible said they are one, one soul. Nobody went from prayer meeting to say something. Nobody went from prayer meeting. After they discussed something, they said, this, 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 we are interpreting. Those people don't know when you do that, you are out of order. The only church of people we agree with is the one they start by themselves. <laughs> because, you know, we are coming from different places. Yes, I understand. That's why we have to be taught very clearly. Some people are coming from a place where maybe you are the uh, breadwinner of the family or you are the most vocal voice and you are the... From my days on campus, I've seen this. So they come to the community of other Christians and they bring their opinions over that of every other person. And they don't know... No matter, see, if, if you cannot... If they can't tell you things, somebody's H O D and he says that this is it. If you can't accept, you have a problem. But when you become the H O D, you will say things to people and they don't necessarily agree with you, but they will support you. That is what it means to be one body. We are parents on that. We don't not, not always agree what our parents what they say. But you see, it's wise for you not to begin to insult and fight. As soon as your kids are growing up, they won't agree with what you are saying. And the way you've addressed the issue before. You understand what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. So this is the reason for the power. They were of one heart. Heart is your spirit. One spirit. Then the Bible says one soul. Their will, their emotion, and their one soul. 
Show me a child that has attained to this. And the Bible says, neither said any of them that <laughs> what things he possessed was his own. Can you imagine somebody had a car, he didn't see it as his car. Somebody said, I need your car. Oh, you, you, you can take it. You see, if we do this in this church, in, in, in this generation, so if we take your car away, you won't see it again. <laughs> Hallelujah. I was watching Pastor Bailey last week, so I, I saw the message last week. Even though I was trying to, because, you know, I had, um, I had about a, a, a 10 days to go to about five cities in America, five states in America. So I kept every two days, I was entering plane, coming down, coming down. Even my hair still do not like. So I, I, I was, I was, listen, I was, in the morning I had to go somewhere. But I was trying to listen to him. I saw a part of Pidjo, but I saw his own more. And I was like, wow. Because of the time difference, I had to stay away to be watching him. And I was like, oh, dear Lord Jesus, this is wonderful. When he was saying that, uh, uh, that you should talk to your neighbor and everything, so people can quickly smuggle their needs. You see, when you are like that, you are selfish. You, you understand what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. <laughs> they have said, why can't can start a bank? Honestly, it's a laudable project. If churches will start building things like hospital and banks and the rest. But you know what? If right now, the church starts a bank, the church will kill the bank. Brethren will borrow in the name of the Lord, and in the name of the Lord, they will never pay back. Look at what we do to one another. There are Christians. Now, once you say they are come that you are a Christian, they do employ you. Because once you say you are a Christian, you are going to cheat them. You understand? And when you want to do business with certain people, they start telling you that you, see, you know we are believers. You better be careful. And should it be like that? So when people, that, and that's what people like to blame churches don't do. Blame yourself. People make up the church. There are, there are many that the body of Christ need to get right quickly. Very quickly. Tell people, you, you start a Christian office. Tell people that, you see, God is watching anybody who comes late. 90% of your staff will be coming late. You tell that if you come late, you are not going to be paid. All of them will come early. Do we really have the fear of God or anything? You know, they need to want, I don't want to mention them, but one of the big churches in this city, the pastor is a gentleman. He's been there to pray before. And he told me how he liked, been a very, those so people that you see, we are all believers. We don't need to use a, a clock in, clock out. Just know we have to get here at o'clock. They, they were coming late and they were having good reasons for coming late. You know what he did? He employed an external person. To run the office. That one, a king that does not know Pharaoh. Uh, a Pharaoh that does not know Moses. Or Joseph. I don't know Joseph. That one came and he said, you, you know what? You don't clock in two, three times. You lose your salary. Everybody was punctual. We fear law more than grace. We love, we love the law. We hate grace. We love the law. It's, it's, it's and it's sad. Hallelujah. Are you with me? The same Israelites who never disobeyed Pharaoh once made Moses' life miserable until they stopped him from entering promised land. They were complaining every minute on the way. I said they were not in bondage before and they didn't liberate them. It's human nature. But if any man be in Christ, we are supposed to walk away from all these things. Hallelujah. Are you following me? So, look, just so... This is the reason for the, nobody was a body had all things in common. Somebody had a million. 
He looked for somebody looking for house rent of 200,000 and he said, brother, come and take. I have seen those who will keep their own money and be begging others for money. <laughs> you know, we had somebody here before that after every service, walking, walking the way with about 18,000 naira, it will tell almost 12, 13 different people, can I have 501,000 from you? And like, oh, until we all got to that, it was collecting money from everybody. One man like that, so he angrily left. You know, they called him one day and said, ah, ah, transport fear, but you've asked people, several people, why do people do that? Sit down with some Christian for 10 minutes, they're already talking about other people. And why? In the same church. Hallelujah. Well, growing up as a Christian, you know, I went to Lateran one time, you know, in, when I was in, when I was coming as president of my fellowship in university, so Pastor Parker that came to do the commission. So now when they went to Lateran, and at the front of their church, it can be very, it was raining heavily, and the flood was ankle deep. I know, we just finished a program, and I saw men and women alike, somebody alone in the jeep, driving past, crowd at the front of the church. All women removed their shoes and rode their skirts. Men rode their, standing inside that water looking for bus. And church members were passing. Now, it's not like it happens in every church, driving and passing. And some people were passing, not even picking anybody, and they were the only person in the car. It happens in all churches, even here. So the question is, at what point do we fix these issues? The number one thing that is absent among Christians, there is no trust. And there is no genuine love. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. So, next verse. <laughs> Hallelujah. With great power. Can you see the word and there? What is the meaning of and? What they call it in English? Conjunction. And the Bible tells you that they are one mind, one soul. Because of that, with great power gave the apostles witness to the resurrection of the Lord and great grace was upon them. This is the secret of walking in extraordinary grace. Unity is powerful. Psalm 133. How good and pleasant. Whoever wrote this part of Psalm sat down and they thought about it. How good and pleasant. See, <laughs> is it for brethren to dwell together in unity? Look at the next verse. It is like a precious ointment upon the egg that ran down even the bed, Aaron's bed that went down to the skirt of his garments. The oil comes from the top. That is God's pattern forever, and it goes down. You know, um, wherever you see the power of God in a church, you will see a church where the members trust the leadership so much and love one another. Once this is absent, there is a problem. If I say something, or any leader says something, and you leave the meeting on your way, and say, you know, I still think this way, that's a serious problem. It's not pride. It's God's order. The head comes upon the head of Aaron, who should be the priest. And it flows down to the bed. Everybody must align for the oil to go round. That's God's pattern. You know, uh, the, the, are we, are we, second service, I will go to issues between believers and believers. And maybe next we move this to Christian homes. Because 
not even Christian marriages are getting it right. And it's because of this. If you have not made up your mind, if you have not understood that the foundation of Christianity is forgiveness, you have not understood anything about Christianity. If you have not understood that the foundation, you know how many times they've told me some things that some members have done here, and I still meet them on Sunday and hug them. You know how many, how many, they don't even have a clue that I hear things. One day in the meeting here, when something happens somewhere, something about somebody, and I address the issue, and somebody in the meeting, after time, I called the person, and told the person that, as if I spoke evil of the person. Until today, I didn't challenge the person. I, I see all, I don't do that. Because the foundation of Christianity is forgiveness. If we lose it, why do people fight for this and live and say this and say that, say things, everything? Somebody, somebody has offended them. Go to a place where nobody will offend you. Then go to heaven. You know, it's amazing. And you see, when people are talking, they're talking about them. If you put such light on yourself, oh, I will never, I will start with this story, second service, I will never forget the story of that woman. Because at the end of this message, what I seek to get everybody to is to understand, to move from I to we. The lady, I've said it before here, she was sick. And my four, about 13 weeks admitted and nobody in the church visited her. When she recovered, she came to me, the pastor, and said that, excuse me, sir, for 13 weeks, nobody visited me. I want us to start visitation department for those who I not speak to. So that nobody will go through what I went through. So if somebody is sick, we'll go and say, sir, I don't mind starting that unit. The pastor began to cry. That is a Christian. She didn't come to fight. I was sick. Nobody came. And they start. She just said that this is an area in this church that is missing. That is a person who has accepted that I am sent to this church. And when something goes wrong, we will fix it. Not that we get angry with it. Just like, except something is fundamentally wrong with that child. You don't get away from your family because of an issue. My father said, he will come and pick me in school, so he did not come, so I'm not coming home again. No, I'm not even your son again. You see, when I see you, I'm not, now I know. They told me before that uh, I'm a bastard. Now I know. I know. <laughs> I'm not coming home again. You know, it is because we haven't seen church this way. That's why you get, why you see a lapse. Instead of saying, why, why don't you fix it? If you believe you are a bona fide member of that church, then call the attention to it that Say we. We are the church. We are missing this. We are not doing this. We ought to be doing this. And if you give a suggestion that is not accepted, don't get angry. It is still a manifestation of pride. For you to say, okay, I said this and the gentleman said that. No, it's not like that. Are you following what I'm saying? Yes, Praise the Lord. Amen. And the woman said, that, 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 and, and, that, that, thank God for people like that. Most people will not act that way. They are already getting angry in hospital. And like nobody has come to check me and they are angry. Don't, don't think too much about me, me, me. Most of the people complain about the fact that people talk about them. They talk about that people also. But they exaggerate their own pain. Everybody's talking about me. I don't care what people say about me. You, you understand what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. <laughs> this is very, very important. Amen. Oh. So, this is how the oil runs. It starts from Aaron's head. And it goes down. Now, Apostle Paul said something. That should be 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10. Let's read something from there. 
I want to show you something from there. Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul started begging. He said, please, all of you speak the same thing. That there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. Paul was saying that all of you as a church conclude on the same thing. When they say this is direction, not let nobody live and go and say, I say all those words, I don't believe in what. That's what Paul is saying. He said, man, he, he, you can't be more righteous than the Bible. He's showing them that this is God's pattern. That all of you be joined together in the same judgment. You know, I remember that. <laughs> if I break it down, Lisa, I will tell you that. That's why I said, so people don't trust leadership, you know. If, if you, if you, um, one of the reasons why personally I have found it to, it's very easy to trust all the men of God around, the, the real men of God around there, certainly the ones that I'm close to, is because I ask myself, it is very difficult for me, for instance, to start thinking that a minister like Pastor Abel or something is doing something funny financially because I can't imagine myself doing it. I can't imagine you guys contributing money that I want to buy something and I'm using it to buy something else. I can't imagine myself doing it. So I cannot imagine somebody... So at times, people suspect because there is a part of that thing in them. Otherwise, I, I don't... I say, I can't see... I, I, I cannot... Until somebody comes to report. Of course, I've heard some report like that. But I cannot even see a person that I know somewhere around because it's close to a particular lady and I'm thinking, there are many people close to me here. By the grace of God, before I got, before I got married, till after I got married, outside my wife, I've never been involved with any other woman. So I can't, I can't suspect people. So all these things, you know, one day we're, we're, we're having a service. And I, I told you before, they, many of you remember our friend. I don't want to mention his name. He used to wear rag to church. You see, except you walk by faith and trust. This guy, several people in the church have given him, at a point, he had over 20 shoes given to him by members of the church. But because he would like to beg for money, he would deliberately wear something dirty. Two times he told me that, sir, I want to be working with car park. I said, no, because I know you'll be begging money from people coming in. And one day, we have a victory dead. Big trees used to be very dark because there were no windows there at all. Except we put on the lights, you know. So, I was inside. I think I lying down on the altar praying. So, he didn't know anybody was inside. So, I saw that he walked in with a plate of food in his hand. And he finished eating. He threw the plate somewhere. So, he went downstairs again. You know what I was saying? About one hour later, I came in. And then I met him. just said, Pastor, can you have been suffering? I have not eaten all day long. So, I started laughing. And I said, may the Lord feel you. Because I can be mischievous also. Now, if you were there, you would say that, ah, ah. The only thing that can make you think that I must have done right thing will be that if you trust me. If you don't, you will say that. You see, see I don't know why this, this, uh, you understand what I'm saying? Then, they were going for outreach one day. And we separated into five groups. And they joined the group. They were going, were going to, and I said, come. So I called and I said, come. You cannot go with them. So there was a lady around. Many of you remember, I don't say she was around. Yeah, possibly your friend. She was around. And she said that, that day she made up her mind that she won't come to this church again. That they are nice on poopy. This person is very nice. So this is who they are. Why did he tell that boy not to follow her? Because the boy was wearing rag. And for two Sundays she will continue. That's how people, when you think you are righteous and you know more than others, 
That's the kind of attitude you put up. Then one day, two friends that she brought to church now told her how much this guy collected from them. Then her eyes cleared. Then she came to church. And then she came to confess to me. I like, see that uh, I almost said I wasn't coming to this church again. I saw that I felt you actually treated her, but I told him not to go follow her. I said, is it because we're in that? Where is the love of God? So I told him, let me show you the love of God. So I took her to the back of the church. There was a box the guy put. I said, all these clothes, they gave it to him. Can you see? He will not wear them. He will wear them so he can beg for money. He started crying. So see, that's the problem with two people. You come in and you feel that. You say, why, why are they doing that? You, you don't do that. There are things that looking at you from outside, you will think the leader is wrong. Except you are the leader, you will not know. That was the problem with the brothers of Moses. Truly Moses was married to... Can you imagine, okay, if you were there, how would you interpret the matter? Moses stood before two million people and he said that you must not marry a stranger. And his wife was a stranger. What would you say? If you are an activist, you start. All those pastors say, Oh, can you imagine? He's married to, he said we should not marry anybody that's not a Jew, but he's married to one. But it is when you come close that you realize that Moses had married the woman before God called him. You understand what I'm saying? But you might not have that chance to let him clear his name. This is why trust is important. Let me say this to everybody. A sheep will never sink because of the water around the sheep. A sheep will only sink when the water gets inside. With all the hatred the Pharisees had for, had for Jesus, they were talking every day with him. They could not arrest him until there was a crack inside the name of Judas. When we get to family, we talk about this. No matter the pressure outside, if there's no entry point, there's no problem. A church can never go down if the old nation turns against the church. There will be a problem if certain people inside the church see more with outsiders, and that's where there's a problem. I have never been bothered at all about any unbeliever saying anything about church. But when you hear some pastors, and they say church is like church like that, that's the problem. And it's pathetic. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. So, it is when the water starts coming to the sheep that the sheep will sing. The Pharisees were serious every day in the temple. One time they wanted to stone him. They hated him, but they never arrested him. But Judas did that job for them. Neat, neat. And he collected his pay. But then he died afterward. He did the job. They, they gathered many times. And for some reason, they just didn't arrest this man. They will say, we are going to kill him. They will see him talking again. They will ask him questions. So are you saying you are the son of God? But they never did anything about it. But an insider did the job easily. This is why we must be taught. If you have, I, I, I apply this to everything. Your friend will not appear nice at all times. Are you the type that somebody does something wrong? Just one thing. You forget about all the 90 good things he's done and dwell on that one thing and severe relationship. Those who are like that don't go far in life. I have found out that the greatest people on earth, both Christian and Nobel, they understand brotherhood. They belong to a clique that they will never betray. It's as if this thing is difficult for Christians among other people to understand. It's because we toil around the mercy and the grace of God. We just talk. And it ought not to be. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Let me read the last place and I'll close here. <laughs> we continue second service. Is somebody blessed this morning? Yes, Praise the Lord. Look at Matthew 18. Matthew 18. Let's start from 15. Matthew 18. 
Moreover, if thy brother trespass against thee, because it's always happened, go and tell him his fault. I, I learned from when I was young. Matthew 18.15 is the most violated scripture on earth. Everywhere in the world. If thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. If he hear thee, thou hast gained thy brother. Next verse. If he will not hear thee, take with thee two or more, that the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. The next one. If he will reject thee, tell the church. But we start with the last one. We tell everybody. Without even telling the person. Can you imagine? It did. Yesterday, I was just looking at him. I said, Me, I won't talk. I won't talk. But you are talking. <laughs> he said, I'm just looking at him. I won't say anything. The one you are saying now is not something. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Look at. <laughs> he said, He gave us how to go around things. This was even before the death of Jesus. Forgiveness was not fully available at this time. Now look at the next verse. Jesus attached this to this. Verily. Everyone say verily. I say unto you, whatever you bind on earth. Ah! Listen to me everybody. I command this job to come in three weeks and it's not coming. I need 40k. I decree 50,000 pay in my account is not paying. Jesus is telling you that check what have you been saying about other brethren? The most common sin and the most terrible sin is not fornication. It's not adultery. They are sins of the flesh, yes, but they are not the most terrible. Sin against other brethren is the most common sin being committed in the church. And it's the one that Jesus said that you will lose your power to bind if you don't fix this thing. He said, if your brother, not your enemy, if your brother sinned against you, God, the easiest people to offend are the people around you. Second service I'm going to talk about, in a great town there are many verses. See, we all play different roles in the house of God. If God wants to teach a pastor, a leader, somebody, or a member how to walk in love, he will give you some members who will annoy you. But you see, if you play the role of a king, you are as useful as the moment the man is angry. When the Lord of the house is not angry again, that's God, he throws away the king. There were nations that God used to beat Israel to obedience, but then they amounted, they amounted to nothing. Listen to me very well. Don't play the role of the one that is training people to walk in love. Some people will say something. Some people don't sit down to calculate the effect of their words before you talk. Yet, as believers, one of the things we should watch very carefully are the words of our mouth. I've told those who are married before, don't say because you are angry. Use anger to say some things. That when you are no more angry, you've done words, don't die. You can begin to crack your marriage gradually by things that you say. When you apologize, it appears as if everything is fine, you see, but you have created an environment. Now, he now knows or she now knows some things that are going on inside you. You've said something about his family and those things are there. Gradually, you are weakening the foundation of that marriage by what you are saying. I don't like what you are doing, means I don't like. I don't need to start using words and start saying things so that I can. If you try to win an argument, always. I don't know how to say to my wife more than I just don't like this. That's all. I leave it. I don't like. I don't. I've said what I don't like it. That's all. 
I don't need to start calling points. Like you are building CGPA. <laughs> so like make so that so that the person can exactly when you are talking and the person does not want to listen. So you are looking for what more to say to win the arguments. And you are going to your treasuries inside, bringing out words. And when that was not enough, you go deeper. <laughs> bring out a stronger word until you bring out the one that is a dagger. So you finally you have won. Fine. We'll give you your belt very soon. Heavyweight champion. But it's nowhere. <laughs> Hallelujah. Have you heard me today? <laughs> Victory. James said it in James chapter 3. You cannot bless God with the same mouth and curse men. It does not mean that you are saying that it shall not be well with you. No, what he's saying is that the moment you are lifting up God with your mouth and you are using the words of your mouth to pull down somebody, men and brethren, I just want to warn you, do not sin against other Christians. It counts a lot. And can we have a church where there is unity? No church or not is perfect. We will keep having immature and babies among us. I can stand there now and preach about love. Tomorrow one usher outside can annoy you. Are you going to take it out on them? Or you believe that this is our church. When we are workers meeting, maybe I will talk about those workers. You are free to talk when we are workers. Excuse me. I feel like these socials are not really attend to people very well. And the issue is fixed. Rather than this is... I'm, don't, don't take a stand against the house of God. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. It is what bothers when people start making empty noise on radio and everything about churches. And then you, there's no... There's nothing that all churches are doing together. So why don't you attend the one that you think they are... If you say that some churches are wearing trousers, there are churches that don't wear trousers. There are churches they don't believe in tithe. There are churches they don't believe in. They don't believe in... There are many things people don't believe in. Some people don't believe in praying in tongues and everything. Why don't you find the one you can trust and say, but you know what? If you have a problem with your attitude about submission, about trusting people and loving people, it will be the same thing. Everywhere you go, you will find one issue with the place. Until you start one for yourself. Then you'll be okay in that one. Hallelujah. The last part of uh, Acts 4, we didn't get there. The Bible said that there was none of them that lacked. I am looking forward to us as a church practicing that. Praise the Lord. I'm looking forward to a time that we are worship service like this. The meeting is ending. Somebody by your side is asking you, so what do you need? And these things are being done silently. There used to be a brother, he has moved to the north. He used to come and meet me, then I would be like, Pastor, is there anybody looking for us rent? And he would give me 350000 Pastor, anybody that's looking for rent? And I will tell you, you don't want them to know you are the one. Fine, so you know what I'm doing with your money. Sit down here. Before your eyes, I will call somebody. I won't tell the person you are the one giving the money. So I call and I say, you know what? You've been telling about the fact that you need house rent. This is three fifty. Somebody said I should give you. The person wanted the ground to open. And I started praying that, Lord, can you raise more members to be able to do this? Some of us have abundance at times and someone else is sweating in need for 50k. But you that you are in need of 50k also, will you have somebody that needs 5k? When you collect the 50? That's the question. Or you feel that the, the, the chain hangs with you. And that's a problem. See, as they give you 50, somebody else also is in need of 5. If we start distributing like that, after a while, nobody will have a need again. And all of us are 
also giving. We are givers. God that qualifies us for spiritual blessing. We walk in every day. So the money our hand is not affected by the border. It multiplies. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's how it's supposed to be. Are you prepared to visit people when they are sick? Are you ready to be the one that no matter the punches they land on, you will not throw one back? You get to a church and somebody is saying something about you, but you don't look at that. You keep walking in love. Which can be tough to do at times. This is important. What about if all of us here send all our mates stay with us to school? And the reason why they are in school is because they are with you. These small, small things we call them, they are more powerful than seven days of dry. We just saw from what Jesus said now. And we saw from Acts of Apostles. If you see a pattern from Jesus, I will see a pattern from disciples. That power moves when we are in unity. Then we should not joke with unity. One accord. When the church is going this way, you don't go this way. One accord. One soul. One mind. One act. One judgment. Towards everything. <laughs> Hallelujah. Father, we bless your name. Shall we rise? Thank you for listening to the teaching of Pastor Shola Oshumakinde. We believe you have been blessed. Worship with us at David's Court, number 25 Mojidi Street, off Twin Street, Ikeja, Lagos. On Sundays, our first service starts by 8 a.m. and our second service by 10 a.m. While our midweek service starts by 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Go and do great things. God bless you.